0: district um, and it's, it's been a, a great opportunity for me to, to minister. Uh, I'm, I'm from Mexico and so English is my second language. So you might hear some words that are going to sound different than the original English. Uh, hopefully you can, you can understand that. Uh, and uh, my wife is, is with me this time, uh, Wendy. Um, uh, and and I, we have two kids, uh, my son Daniel Antonio and Isabella. Uh, Thirteen and nine years old. Uh, I memorized that from last night. Um, <laughs> so I only have two kids, and it's hard for me to keep track how old they are and what grade are they in. But uh, yeah, it's 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 great to be here this morning. Um, I've been traveling a lot in the, in the past months and, and visiting some of, the, some of the churches in the Central District, and uh, it's, it's great. We have a, a great family in the, in the district, Central District, so uh, I, I, when I have a chance, and especially when we're talking about the national family, I always brag about the Central District, so I told them that the Central District have the most good-looking people in the United States. so And I can see that here, and, and so uh, it's great to be here. And I have a, a small video uh, that I, I, I want you guys to, to look at, it. a uh, short video, a lot of pictures, uh, some of the churches that I have visited so far, and then after the video, we're going to take a picture, so make sure that you look good, because I'm going to take a picture of all of you. So uh, why don't we uh, put the, the video, and Cole told me that I can yell at the person that is up there. So. So it's beautiful. So many good-looking people, huh? Uh, so that's just, I'm, I'm probably halfway of the churches that I still need to visit. So we appreciate your prayers. Uh, we still have some, some to go. And, and so we're going we're gonna to try to accomplish this in, in, during this, this year. But um, one of the things that, uh, it's been amazing to me to, uh, I was the pastor of Iglesia Agua Viva for 12 years. And so before that, we grew up in that church. Me and my wife, we met in that church. Uh, we, had a, we got married in that church, and we had our kids in that church. And so that church has been a, a big part in our hearts. So it was really hard for us to step down from being the, the, the pastors uh, in there. And uh, so we, like, uh, we felt like, are we going to be alone? Uh, because you, have, you need people uh, to, to love on you but we've what we find out is during this trips and we have felt the love from from all the central district people and and all the churches are so uh welcoming uh to us so we we appreciate that and we felt that uh this morning and, and during sunday school and visiting with some of you so thank you for for that um Another thing, uh, you can see a lot of different ethnicities in the Central District. And it's it's amazing because uh, we're in the Midwest, so sometimes people don't expect that in the Midwest. But we have some Congolese churches, and we have Ethiopian churches, and we have Slavic churches. So I have uh, been preaching in, in, in English and... Uh, People translate it into Swahili, Hamaric, uh, and, and Russian, and I never expect that. And it's it's funny uh, how people can communicate uh, the, the gospel, and they they understand it, right? No matter what language we're speaking, the gospel is still the same message, and it's just amazing. And I'm uh, hopefully I can teach you some Spanish by the end of the sermon uh, if you don't know anything in Spanish. I want to teach you. Uh, uh, I learned that I I only know one Russian word. And that word is biblioteca. And the only reason that I know that is because it's the same word in Spanish and English, which means library. So, if you ever want to show off, you're Russian. Just say "biblioteca" and they'll understand what that is. Okay. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into the passage this morning, First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse uh, fourteen through, uh, through twenty six, and we're gonna be talking about our bodies. Um, and and I want you to start thinking about what is your favorite part of your body. Do you have one? Don't tell me which one is. I don't want to know. But be thinking about it because you're gonna use it. So pick one, whatever is your favorite part of your body. Start thinking about it. All right. So First Corinthians chapter chapter twelve verses uh, uh, fourteen through twenty six, and that's that's gonna be our passage this morning. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question: Do we need each other? Are you sure? I don't want to make you raise your hand and take pictures of who's saying yes, but uh, hopefully you mean it, right? Uh, Because isn't it funny that uh, people sometimes, people that doesn't want to come to church, one of the reasons they don't want to come to church is not because of the Bible, or is it because of the gospel message of Jesus and, and all this kind of thing, but the reason they don't want to come to church is because of what? Obviously, this doesn't happen in this church. It's like in other churches, but, you know, people say, well, the people in the church is like, do, do I need to go to church to be in a relationship with Jesus? Have you heard that? Do I really need to go to church to have a relationship with Jesus? I can do it in my house, especially after COVID. You know, we have all these churches are, uh, are we live streaming right now? We are. Yeah. So people can, can see us, and they, they don't have to come here and, and, and see all these good-looking people, right? They can just turn on YouTube or whatever they're looking at, and, and they have the service. They have the Word of God. But do we really need each other? And, and we're going to find out through the Word of God that we do, we need each other. And it's very important that we, that we have a relationship with Jesus, but we can also have a good relationship with our brothers and sisters. So the, the Word of God says, verse 14 For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the food should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it less a part of the body. And if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? if the whole body were an ear, where will the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he shows. If all were a single member, where will the body be? Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning and just be in your presence. The opportunity to hear from you through your word. And we pray that, uh, that this message and, and your scripture can just uh, speak into our hearts, uh, that we cannot be just hearers of your word, but we can be doers of your word. And uh, all the principles and, and, and that you're teaching us this morning, that your Holy Spirit can, can guide us and give us the wisdom uh, to use them uh, for, for your glory and honor. Uh, thank you for this time, and we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. So, when we talk about the body, and, and Paul is, is talking about to the to the church of Corinthians, uh, and, and uh, most of you know the church was a little bit uh, a difficult church, right? If they, they if they told me, can you pick a church to be a pastor from the from the New Testament? Uh, uh, I don't know if I choose uh, Corinthians. Uh, it's, you know, it's it was difficult. <laughs> uh, probably F- Ephesus was a better church, maybe, I don't know. But Corinthians was like a lot of divisions and a lot of fighting going on in Corinthians. So, so Paul is, is writing to them and he uses this analogy of the body just to kind of make sure that they're understanding what the church should be. Right? And, and how they should be connected to each other. And when we talk about unity, uh, one of the, one of the challenges that I face as a district minister is that I, I can visit the churches and, and for me it's trying to, to, to give a message and I only have one chance. So hopefully, hopefully I can make the best of it because I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take me to come back again to your church. Um, so, uh, and, and so how do, I, how do we keep the Central District connected and, and, and be unified? And it was amazing for me to see in your bulletin that this morning you're praying for Light of the Gospel Church, a Russian church. And I was, I was there uh, back in November and uh, and you saw some of the pictures of that church, and and it's just amazing for me to to see the uh, church in Yale, South Dakota, is praying for uh, uh, a Slavic church in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, and and that makes us part of of the of the body. And I was I was challenged that that church because I told them there's no way that I can go and reach uh, the Russian community because I don't understand a lot of what they're going through. That's one thing, but the second thing is that I don't know any Russian. <laughs> so even I, if I see a Russian guy walking down the street and I approach him and talk to him, uh, the chances of me and him understanding, unless he speaks uh, English, but if he doesn't speak English, we need Russian people in our communities so we can reach more people for Christ, Right? We need Congolese people in in our community, in the central district, so we can reach the Congolese people, and so on. So when we talk about here, the local church, uh, do we need each other? You keep saying yes. That's good. Right? Because Paul is going to argue that God has arranged the body in the way that he wanted to arrange it. And he put everything that we need is here in the church. The church is not lacking anything because everything that we need, God has provided in his church. So we're going to go through to the first, first slide. Um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, God called us and now we are part of the body. That's kind of our, our main responsibility. Uh, next one. Uh, we, are, we are part of the body. Can you say, I am part of the body? Okay, so now look to your neighbor. If it's your wife, don't look at your wife. Find someone else. (laughs) And say, I need you. Good. We are part. So no matter what is your function, no matter what are your gifts, no matter how small or big are your gifts or your talents or how many different abilities you have, you are part of the body right we are part of this because god has called us uh and, and we were singing about the grace of god and, and and uh because of of christ we are saved and because of his mercy and love for us we are a part of that and we we believe in jesus christ right uh so now we we're, we're part of this body so we have a mission and that mission is to glorify god in everything that we do and this body the church is the the uh what is in the in the center of everything uh, that God um, put the, the shirt so we can be the light of the world, right, and so everything that that happens in this in this body is very important because we need to be the light of the world more now more than ever. Do you feel uh, and I hear this on the news, and I, I try not to watch so many news nowadays, but um, uh, there's this thing going on, especially here in the U.S. Uh, it says the United States is more divided than ever. Have you heard that? And there's division everywhere that we look. It, there's there's division, and and if you talk about uh, politics and and, and and all the things that are going on there, and and the the finance uh, finances of the of the United States and all that kind of stuff. So we we, we sense this. Um, Division in, 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 in the culture. And sometimes when we look at the church, do we have those, those divisions in the church? So why is it so simple to have divisions in the church? If I ask you, uh, I ask you what's your favorite part of your body? Do you have one? Now, if you have a favorite part, you might have not a so favorite part. What is the part of your body that you don't like? You have one? So I forgot to bring my machete. Uh, but if I told you, let's just, you don't like that, let's just, you know, let's just chop it off. You know? You know, th- my fingers, I wish they were longer. I don't like them. They don't they not they don't agree with me with my philosophy of how hands should look like. So it just it just bothers me to have that those fingers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna cut them, right? That's that's what we do, right? <laughs> no, we don't do that. We learn to love our fingers and then we learn to appreciate our fingers and, 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 and we use our fingers every day. Why does that not happen in the church? Do we make people feel that, that they're, not part of the, uh, they're not part of the body? Have you felt sometimes that you're not part of the body? This doesn't happen in this church. It happens in other churches, not here, right? But we need to be thinking about this. All of us are believers of Jesus Christ, all of us, God call us. Jesus not only died for me, but guess what? He died for the person that I might not like so much. <laughs> and he still loved that person. He still loved that, that my brother, right? And, and it's my job to love, to love my brother. Uh, God says, what it, the, the, the first is asking, what is the greatest uh, commandment of all? What did Jesus say? God love God and the second one what is it? love your neighbor right so so that's that's, that's a pretty clear message so all of us are believers of Christ and now we're part of this body and, and it's our job to love each other to work in unity and every single person in this in this room in this church is part of the body and we need to work Together to accomplish the mission that God has for us. And what is the mission? And, and every church is going gonna, is gonna to look different because of your community and, and, your, and your context. But are you accomplishing the mission of Jesus? Whatever God has for this church in this community, are you accomplishing that? And how soon you're accomplishing that. Right? If you, want, if you try to run a mile... You can do it in different, in different ways. If you run a mile, if you're a good runner, it's going to take you around four, I mean, four and a half to five minutes a mile. Some of you might do it faster than me. Uh, let's see, if, if you try to run a mile on your knees, how long is it going to take you? Longer, right? Why? Because you're running... On your knees, right? So that same thing happened in churches. Sometimes the church can accomplish the mission of God faster if all the body was working together. But sometimes the church only only uses a few parts of the body, so it's harder and it takes longer to accomplish the mission of Jesus. But this is not happening here in Bethel. It's happening in other churches, okay? So don't feel so bad. (laughs) We have different functions. Are Are you doing what God has put in your heart to do for your church? Are you really doing it? One of the things that I keep hearing in some of in some churches um, is uh, we need more volunteers. We need more people to get involved in the in the ministry of the church. Uh, we need people to to be part of uh, whatever ministry we're doing, right? And 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 so I hear some comments that um, you know the older people is well I I already did my time it's it's time for the new generation to jump in and kind of do do the work and 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 those kind of things and then the new generations they're so busy and uh, you have a parenting class and it's a really fun class uh, and and you know young couples they're worried about kids and how we how do we raise them and if you have teenagers. Uh, You know, one of the, I always share this. One of my prayer requests that I I pray every night is that Jesus will come before I had teenagers. So, yeah. So my son, he's 13 and Jesus is not not here yet. So maybe you can help me before my daughter turns into a teenager that that Jesus comes back. Um, But because it's hard, right? That's what most of the parents will, will agree with me. Having teenagers is hard. Um, but, uh, but Jesus has equipped us all, all of us. We are part of, of the body. We are part of this, of this church. And every single person in this room has a gift, has a talent that God has put in your heart so you can put it to work for the church, for the body. So you're important and you are part of this. You know, in the, in the, in the Corinthian church, they're saying, you know, I don't, I don't feel part of this. I don't know where I fit. And Paul is saying, no, no, you are part. You fit in. God has put you with a purpose, with a goal in this, in this, in this body so we can accomplish the mission of God. And, and we know, we know Paul. I mean, he's just so focused and, and, and preaching the gospel. Right, and and he's traveling all over the place, and and he's telling people, you know, repent, and and, and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus, and, and telling people, uh, and people is is believing in Jesus. And then when he comes back to to this church, I, I imagine Pete, uh, Paul feeling really frustrated with the church, and he's like, "Are you guys wasting time on on arguing who's more important than who?" Are you guys still arguing about which gifts are more important than, than other gifts? Are you still arguing about those silly things? <laughs> Probably Paul didn't say it that way. Right? He, say, he says, everybody is important. Let's get to work. <laughs> every, every person is part of the body, so let's get, let's get to work. Verse 20 it keeps saying, uh, As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So we are one body. Different parts, but we are one body. The, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor the head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. How many of you have uh, nose inside of your, uh, I mean, hairs inside of your nose? Do you like them or not? We were driving to Huron yesterday, and I'm I'm driving, and I'm I'm focusing on the road, right? And I'm really concentrated on not crashing, right? And then my wife is looking at me, and I felt really special. Because she's looking at me, and she's just staring at me. And and I I had my sunglasses on, and I'm like, man, I'm looking good today. (laughs) Because... She's, she's just staring at me and guys you know when after 15, married, 15 years being married your wife is, she doesn't look at you that, that, that often um, so and then I'm like she's, I, I can sense that she's about to say something and I'm, I'm like this is going to be good right <laughs> can you guess what she said She said, there's a hair coming out of your nose and I cannot concentrate. <laughs> and I told her, well, if you don't like it, you need to pull it out. <laughs> but how many of you, you don't like those? And, and you know, they sell uh, little scissors that you can cut them and then they have those electric things that you can buy and all and, and this. But why do we have hair in our noses. Isn't that weird? They're filters, right? So they protect your lungs. Isn't that amazing? So when we think about God and, and you know, he created us and he built our bodies and God is like, ah, there's something missing here. And he's, oh, I know what it is. You know, they need hair there. Right? Right? And what do you do? You think that your hair and your nose is important? So, sometimes we don't even think about it unless your wife is staring at you. <laughs> you know, and, but you don't think about that. But it's it's important. So does that happen in our church? Are, are people, brothers and sisters, are we ignoring some of the hair, nose in the church? Little tasks that are very important to the church. And maybe you're that nose hair in the church. And you need to feel important. And be the best hair nose that you can be. Alright? You know about, how do you call this? Um, eyelashes. You know, especially women, they love those. And they sell some that you can make them longer. Um, those are important too, because they protect your eyes, so every single part of your body is very important and Paul is saying, you know don't don't look at the little little ones that are they're not important, they are important, and God has put them for a reason. so every member is important, and every function is important in the body, right. Every single person, every single believer that comes to the church is part of the body and it's important. So it's important that we acknowledge that. Right? It's important that we acknowledge that. So I'm going to ask you the question again, do we need each other? Now find a different neighbor, not the one that you picked earlier, and tell him, I need you. Go. I need you. God, through His Holy Spirit, gave us gifts, right? So we have the Holy Spirit, We believe in Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit in us, working in our lives daily. Like, just like Pastor Cole said, you know, the, 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 the sanctification process, the Holy Spirit is working in our, in our lives. Um, and, and, and God is, is giving us all these gifts so we can have a full, healthy body, right? How many of you like to be sick? Raise your hand if you like to be sick. Nobody likes to be sick, unless you're a teenager and you don't want to go to school. Um, so when you're sick, that means that something is is, is wrong in your body, right? And and, and and you kind of work through that, and, and you can see the symptoms in your body, that like something is not working right. Uh, and it's probably because one or two or three members of the body, they're not doing the function that they need to do, so uh, your your whole body feels it, right? Right? Uh, And you need to do something about it. So you just said to your neighbor, I need you. So I have homework for you. Are you ready for your homework? You need to be praying for that person that you just told, I need you. And you need to pray for that because if you really mean it, that person needs to be healthy. That person has to have a good relationship with Jesus. That person needs to come to church. That person needs to serve the church. Because what? Because you need that person to be healthy. Right? Because if that person is failing, if that person is not healthy, guess who's going to suffer? I'm going to teach you some Spanish. Are you ready? and and, I've been teaching Spanish to all the the central district churches so you need to remember this. You're going to say it with me. It's two letters, a Y and a no. Y and no. And that means yo. That's how you pronounce it. Yo. We're going to practice it together. One, two, three. Yo. That means I. Okay? So I'm going to ask you a question. And you're gonna answer in the only Spanish word that you know that I just taught you. <laughs> Are you ready? Who is gonna pray for your neighbor? Who's gonna pray for the person that is next to you? Who's gonna pray for the person that is behind you? You're gonna do it because that person is important. Because you need that person. Because you need your brother. You need your sister. So we can together accomplish the mission, the mission of God. Right? Your brother is important. Your sister is important. Everybody is important because together we can do it better. Together we can accomplish the mission of Jesus. So don't think uh, that you don't need the person next to you. So next time that you miss church, you're going to get a call from someone. And that someone is going to be worried about you. Okay? <laughs> because if you miss church, it doesn't feel the same. Have you noticed that? Uh, one question that pastors don't like to be asked is, how many people go to your church? and we have a big temptation pastors uh, to lie and lying is a sin <laughs> you know so when they ask pastors how many people goes to your church and we we count like every single person that we can think of you know even if the if a guy just came one time and never show up again we count that person too so the number can go can go higher but do we feel better when, when a lot of people come to church or when just a few people come to church? How do you feel? Isn't it, for some weird reason, we feel better when everybody comes to church? We're happy to see that everybody's coming to church. But when someone doesn't come to church, I, told, I, I used to tell the church, when someone doesn't come to church and we don't know anything about it, uh, there's the first symptom that something's going on in their lives. It might be something really simple or it might be a bigger a bigger issue, but it's our job to find, to find out what is going on with that person. Look at what verse 25 says. That there were many, I'm sorry, that, they, that there may be no divisions in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, what happens? All suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So you, you see this beautiful picture of unity coming together, right? Do we have that in our churches? And, and I didn't say church, this church. I say churches. <laughs> but I want, about, I, I want you to think about your church. Are we united with each other? Do, do we have divisions? Do we think that we are more important than others? Do we think that we can do everything ourselves? Or sometimes we think like, if everybody did things the way that I do things, the world will be perfect, right? Right? The right answer is no. We don't think that we're more important than others. We need to be humble. We cannot think that we can do everything by myself. One of the things that is beautiful is that Jesus called us to be with him, to be in a relationship with him. We are part of his body. He died for all of our sins. He died for all of us. And we can all agree that Jesus loves all of us. And who who knows us better than Jesus? Who knows every single detail about our character, our physical appearance, our spiritual health, every single thing Jesus knows about us, right? There's nothing that we can hide from Jesus. And he still, what? Loves us. (laughs) He still loves us. So, think about this. If Jesus loves me, then everybody else should love me. Do we love each other? My, my mom and my dad, they were um, really committed Christians. They are really committed Christians. And um, we, we used to, I'm from Ciudad Juarez, which is border city with El Paso, Texas. So my parents were not believers, and my, my mom had a, a, I think it was a cousin or something, and, and, and we used to cross the bridge every Sunday to go to church in El Paso, and it was t- too much for that. So the pastor said, you, you need to find a, a, a church that is close home because you cannot come like every Sunday to, to church. Plus, you're missing on, on fellowship and all the midweek activities and all that kind of stuff. So we, we started going to a, to a, to a church in, in Juarez. Uh, we love the church. But my mom, uh, she's, a, this is in English, so she's not going to understand. Uh, she's a strong character, my mom. She's She's strong. And she loved everything about the church, but one lady. And my mom, when she looked at that lady, she's like, I don't like that lady. She's just, I don't know, there's something about her that I don't like her. So my mom will never say hi to that lady. And the worst nightmare came because my dad and the husband of that lady became best friends. So... You know that's that's hard. So one time uh, there's there's communion, and I don't know the pastor. He was a really wise wise man. And before communion, he says, "You know, if you don't like someone, and you're about to take communion, don't take communion. Take some time and go talk to that person before you take communion." And he really, you know, some sometimes pastors we do that and we don't mean it, but this pastor like mean it. Like, don't come. And I think he knew a little bit. So my mom went and approached this lady and she just said, You know what, there's something about you that I don't like. And she and the lady says, you know, same wise. There's something about you that it just you know, it's just I don't know, I don't like you either. And they hug each other and they say, We need to get together and, and, and have lunch or something. Just fast forward and they became the closest friends. Because they were able to say i don 't like you, but I need to love you, and i need to I need to understand what's what 's going on in your life and and sometimes sometimes we don't take the courage to approach people and say there's something about you that i don't like Can, can we work together so we can love each other so we can understand each other because i we're not supposed to bet because we're Christians, but I bet you that if you approach a person and, and really talk with that person and get to know that person, you're going to end up liking that person and loving that people. So this is my challenge for you and my, my homework for you. The first one is that you're going to be praying for that person. The person that, that you told, I need you, you're going to be praying for that person every day. Okay? If you think that you're going to forget the name, write it down. Okay? The second second homework or my challenge for you is that we can all together say we need each other. And whatever uh, things are going on, and this is my first time in, in your church, so I don't know anything about the culture of your church. Pastor Cole didn't say anything to me, so don't be thinking, oh, Pastor Cole told Pastor Daniel something. No, he didn't say anything. He's a really quiet guy. Uh, <clears throat> but but we're we're all sinners, right? And sometimes we tend to do that. If I if I don't like the way that you dress or drive or whatever, sometimes we tend to say, I I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna have to do anything with that people. And, we, and but we're the body of the Christ and we need to be united and we need to come together. And we need to work together to accomplish the mission of God. Are we accomplishing the mission of God? Are you accomplishing the mission of God? Are you giving honor and glory to God in everything that you do as a church? And my prayer, my prayer is that you do. My prayer is that this could be a, a, a church that is united. Uh, and and t- let me tell you, people can sense when, the, when a church is united. Uh, how many of you? I'm gonna finish with this. How many of you have gone like camping? You like camping? Not okay. And 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 one of my favorite parts about camping is the the fire the fire. Uh, how do you say it? Da yeah. yeah, campfire. And and the bigger, the better, right? And have you noticed that when you have the fire going on and 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 all this like bright red uh, charcoal that is there. You don't call it charcoal. It's a different word. I, I, I'm, it, those. My, my English is running out, so. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem like there's, there's fire, but it's red hot and it's hot. What happens if you bring a stick and you put it on top of those things? they start burning right away, right? Why? Because it's hot, and what else? They're together, right? So when a church is united, and they're worshiping God, and accomplishing the mission of Jesus, that God has for that church, it's like those red fiery things, right? So when someone comes into church, guess what happened? they start burning because they can sense the love of God, because they can sense the presence of God, because a lot of people that are going to come to church, they're looking for that. They're looking for the love. They're looking for the support. They're looking for a community that they mean what they say. And, and my prayer is that Bethel Church can be one of those churches that when people walk in, they can sense the unity, that they can sense the love. And I'm the district minister, and I felt that this morning. Hopefully, it's not because I'm just the new district minister, and all we need to show our best faces to him. (laughs) But if anybody comes, that they can sense that. And that's my prayer for you guys. Let us pray. Father, I just want to thank you for your word this morning and, and calling us to be united, calling us to um, to understand that we all need each other jesus you you die on the cross for all of us, and you you call all of us to be part of this kingdom and part of this mission together, and sometimes we let our 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 hearts and our on our and our sinful desires sometimes of not being humble enough or not not being uh, loving enough and, and we just pray that you can guide us uh, to, to love each other and to pray for each other and to really understand that we need each other and if there's, there's some divisions in our hearts uh, towards maybe a brother or sister in, in our community that we can just work through that that we can approach, th- approach those persons and, and just um, talk and, and learn to love each other So I I pray for Beto Church. And I know that you put this church in this community with a purpose, with a goal. And I pray that they can accomplish that to give you the honor and glory that you deserve. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us this morning. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much.